Hi, folks. <laughs> so here, here's a fun preview of this episode for you. You know how on the Two Guys One Cup podcast, my computer dinging as we record is a meme. Well, we took it to a whole new level because somehow the computer was not dinging and was muted but also was very much dinging on the podcast recording itself. Ian, your thoughts on this? Uh, take a shot every time it dings. <laughs> uh, we will not be held responsible yeah, we will not be for your, your bears. <laughs> so, uh, apologies in advance, but we only figured this out about 45 minutes into recording. So rather than re-record <laughs> the whole thing, you're just going to live with the meme dreams of our dings, and we're going to soldier through together. If anyone counts them, I'll give you a dollar. I'm guessing over 30, but we'll find oh, out it's together. Not as bad. I hope it's not. No one can complain. <laughs> yeah, they, I think so. I think okay. they can. Don't, don't leave a review for this episode. <laughs> leave a review for one of our better episodes. It's about every other. Indeed. So until we meet again, which is right away, because this is at the start of the podcast, I'm sorry, and also, ding! What's up, everything? You know that feeling when you're at the bottom of a deep, dark well, crying out, just praying for someone to notice you? Well, good news, Sins fans. We've noticed you, and we've noticed everyone else in the Atlantic Division, too. It's time for our Atlantic Division preview, so let's get started, and let's go NHL parody! back everyone welcome to the two guys one cup podcast we are coming to you live today in front of a live studio audience say hello to the people mm, you. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> you know how, you know how live studio audiences are absolutely silent throughout the whole recording <laughs> Whoa. that's what we're <laughs> salacious kiss <laughs> You've got all the sound effects. You've got the horror, the romance, the oh, laugh. There you go. And you, as the listener, can just take all those sound effects Ian just made and just mix them up at home and throw them in randomly. Splice them. Yeah, <laughs> you know. You've got the technology. We're just delivering what about it to the, the people. What about the, ooh, somebody's caught in a trap like, oh. You can throw that in somewhere. I like when know? they put in the laughs, the, the weird laughs, where it's like, see, this isn't just soundtrack yeah i like that one. someone with a duck laugh yeah in the background like oh this is a live studio yeah, audience that did, studio they did not scream that studio audience is maybe a little too live if you know what i mean mm. um yeah we're here and we're back from a week ago <laughs> about a week ago but we also have something exciting to share with the with the people. Mm. The people, which we are officially able to share now. Do you want to share with the people the thing, Ian? We have another podcast that we launched. What? Uh, this past Monday. You can Monday. hear more of us? Yeah, if you want to hear more of us 
and our friend Justin Horniker. In fact, a lot more of Justin because yeah. he's the knowledgeable one in this space. You can listen to our new podcast that is covering St. Louis soccer because, yes, we have a soccer team coming to the metro area in the year 2022. They will be named something. <laughs> Is already dead. <laughs> well, it is brought to you by Cutest Funeral Homes. So <laughs> listen to the podcast. <laughs> you'll that we understand that. We're named yet, and you'll find out. Uh, so you want to tell the people the name of the podcast? Uh, yes, yeah, sorry, <laughs> another podcast. But uh, it has no name. It's the Soccer Talk Lads podcast, otherwise known as the STL podcast. You can find us at STL underscore podcast. We exist. That's on Twitter. We are in. We have. We are on Google Plus. Mm-hmm. We should be on iTunes any moment now. Well, iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry, Tim Cook. Your check <laughs> is in the mail. But, um, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at STL po- underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram at oh. STL underscore podcast. Uh, Justin has been a super trooper in promoting all that stuff. So. Mm. We're really excited. We are, uh, I haven't verified this, but I'm pretty confident we're the first soccer podcast anywhere in existence on Earth. I don't think anyone's really ever spoken about soccer Mm -hmm. before we got to the subject, so. We're very lucky that Europe does not have podcast capabilities yet. The internet is, it's touch and go in Europe so far, so (laughs) podcasting's a long way. Not not taking off over there, I'm not a fan of it. Carrier carrier pigeons (laughs) is a a hard uh, You know, they've got the castles. business to break. They've got the castles and they like to do things old school. Um, but yeah, we're really excited about it. We're going to be, obviously, the MLS team itself is several years away from now, so we've got some time to fill, but mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to get out there and start the Twitter and uh, start recording some things. We've got an episode up. It's on SoundCloud. We'll tweet out the link later on. I've been meaning to do that through our account. But... We'll be recording another one this upcoming Monday. Yep. And uh, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Yeah, indeed. Casey Musgraves has a song about that, and I believe it's her birthday today. So wow. Yeah. Not that not that I'm a Casey Musgraves no, stalker. That's I, I just happened. Wow. You know, I just my wow sounded bad. <laughs> wow, that's very wow. Cool. <laughs> um, no, I occasionally for work if I'm writing something and I'm like today is August twenty second. Here's a joke. I'll be like, you know, it's National Panamanian Fish Fryer's Day or whatever. And sometimes I'll find... Oh, yesterday was her birthday. I'm sorry we missed it, Casey. Much, so much respect. Um, yeah, so we're really excited about that. We'd love it if you would go follow us on that Twitter. Get the word out there. Re- subscribe to and review the podcast when it's up, which... Maybe even by the time this podcast is mm-hmm. over, it will be. Uh, and, you know, do that stuff for our podcast as well, if you haven't I yet. Mean, yeah, please. If you haven't reviewed us especially, I'm told that helps. I don't know how, but... It gets it gets the money in our got to counteract that you know? one negative review somebody gave us. I'm, I won't name his name, but he's dead now. Make so. it two negative reviews. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right, come listen to that podcast. Come learn... About soccer with me. If you don't know Jack about soccer, 
Come along. <laughs> Come along for the ride. We had a fun torturing you with a quiz. Mm-hmm. I know a little about soccer. Justin knows a lot about soccer. And you are eager to learn about soccer. Mm-hmm. And the cat has very strong soccer opinions. Not a surprise she's an opinionated creature. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the big news on our front. Let's move to the big news, which is no news, on the Blues front. The Blues have not re-signed Ivan Barbashev, and maybe he's going to leave forever. I don't mm. know. Could this be a Vladimir Savoka situation? We talked about it a little bit two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Puck drop is growing ever closer. What do you think? I think you'll still be here. I think we resign him. It's just a matter of $1.8 million or $1.9 million or mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Uh, he'll be here. Jeremy Rutherford had an article in The Athletic this past Monday, I believe, mm-hmm. talking about how Barbashev and his agent, I guess just his agent, were threatening that they were going to run for the <laughs> KHL, but then he, Jeremy, after sort of stoking the fire himself, and be like, could this be an issue? Could this happen, possibly? Pretty much threw water on his own fire and said, no, this will not happen, this is not the case. And In fact, really, the kind of took it too in a very light way, I suppose, uh, Barbashev's agent. Mm-hmm. So like, this guy, this is his tactic. He always uses this. Uh, we've had multiple Russian players or other European players drop this this guy before. Mm-hmm. Um, the agent, that is. And so... I, One might say he's a regular Darren Ferris. Yeah, exactly. A shuckster, if you will. <laughs> He's a goddamn snake oil salesman, <laughs> except Ivan Barbashev is not snake oil. No, He's no. an amazing piece to this team. He is Just sign here. Absolutely next year's, this year's, last year's Ivan Barbashev. There's, th- no, there's no question yeah. about that, wherever you, he plays. Do you think when we sign Ivan Barbashev, because that will instantly eat up pretty much the rest of our cap space, does Patrick Maroon immediately sign somewhere else? That would be pretty hilarious if it happened. And he is an Anaheim Duck. Yeah, uh, and that feels correct. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Coming home to Coming Anaheim home. for a couple seasons. <laughs> Where I played a couple seasons. <laughs> they weren't good, but I'm back. <laughs> They show him lifting the cup on the Blues jersey, so people are like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that was good. Cup winner, yeah, baby. Um, yeah, so I wonder if Ivan, the signing of Ivan Barbashev is the first domino in all of these UFAs waiting to sign. <laughs> you sign Ivan Barbashev, and Jake Gardner is no longer waiting for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He is a Florida Panther immediately. Immediately, like the second it happens. They're all waiting. You think they're waiting on Mitch Marner. They're nope. all waiting on Ivan Barbashev. There you go. He's the linchpin. I am I hope he's back, but also I'm trying to reckon with re- reason with myself and recognize that doesn't really matter. <laughs> Someone could take a Like, spot. the drop-off from Ivan Barbashev to even, like, Mackenzie McEachern is not that severe. Someone from our prospect pyramid in a month or so could take a spot. Ooh, teaser. It's almost time, folks. The season is, like, 41 days away. Oh, God. I'm, re- I'm both ready and not ready. Not at all. My body is not ready. Uh... Speaking of former Blues European players who were returning to Russia, Dmitry Askin signed with HC Dynamo Moscow. So, you know, for those of you who think Dmitry Askin sucks, he's now on the best team in the KHL. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
He's probably KHL's Marion Hosa. Yeah, that's right. He's got a weird skin disease and chases championships and other Marion Hosa things. Look, no one called him that except for Ken Hitchcock <laughs> one right. time a little bit. And you've never forget. I'll, never, I'll always remember that, and I'll never forget. I'll always remember. I'll always remember, remember. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's my go-to. Mm, Whenever know. someone compares one player to a better player, I'm like, well, Ken Hitchcock <laughs> compared Dimitri Askin to Marion Hossa, So It's true. Um, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts. Couple bits of league news, and then we'll move on to our Atlantic Division preview. The Boston Bruins signed Alex Petrovic to a PTO. That is not worthy of mentioning except... Just to show how incompetent NHL GMs are, Alex Petrovic was one of the players that the Florida Panthers had to protect, had to protect in the NHL expansion draft when the Golden Knights entered the league two years ago. So uh, they did that, and then they let both Riley Smith and Jonathan show, who are, you know, first and second, tied for first and second, which... By the way, settling a grudge from last week, William Carlson is tied with Jonathan Marshall Show for the first spot in the career score list. So you screwed me, and it is... I, blame blame I the Reddit user. I will blame user. it with no one. <laughs> blame the Reddit user on Steve Dangle's Reddit page, I will, who I base this off of. I will blame you. And before the eyes of and God, I blame him. Before the eyes of God, we know who's going to be. <laughs> uh, but in either case, uh, Riley Smith is number two to their number numbers one or number three, I guess, for the particularly statistically inclined. And the Panthers traded both of them just so they could protect Alex Petrovic, who is now on a PTO two years later with the Boston Bruins. In other words, sucks to suck. And speaking of sucks to suck, the Minnesota Wild hired a GM today. Who's their GM, Ian? Is it Bill Guerin? That's right. Or Guerin or, or Guarin. Guarin. I think that's the stuff that's in those Monster Energy drinks. Ooh, you're right. I don't know if you want it or you don't want yeah, it. Yeah, probably both. You know, probably <laughs> much like crack cocaine. Mo- I like want most it drugs. I don't want it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bill Guerin is obviously a. Uh, I wouldn't quite say legendary, but a very accomplished NHL player who scored 856 points in 1,263 games. Uh, He's been an assistant GM in Philadelphia since 2014, where he was in charge of a lot of their analytics. And he took over with the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Penguins. They're also the Penguins, right? The AHL team after... uh, Jim Botterill left the organization to one season ago. So... There's some reason to be optimistic, I think. The yeah. analytics thing is a analytics good sign. Analytics is very good. Of course, uh, Paul Fenton just gutted the Wilds <laughs> analytics department before oh. Billy could get there. But, um, yeah, I mean... Paul Fenton was scared of analytics the way I am of, say, like a boa constrictor in my bed. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, get that shit away from me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, we both dislike the Wilds. But I kind of don't want any team to just wallow in iniquity and hopelessness, you know? No. It's less fun to hate a team if they're just so bad they can't even 
hope to be good again. So well, I kind of hope he makes them semi-relevant. Well, I'm interested in how they become better. Like, really, mm-hmm. it's like a puzzle, because the puzzle's missing pieces. Whole pieces. Yeah. It's two pieces, two different puzzles they're trying to put together. But really, because they're kind of in such a weird hole with some of those contracts, the Suter contract, the Parise contract... Eric Stahl is, like, one of their highest scorers, but he's, like, 39 years old. Like, what? I, I don't know what they're going to do to get better, but certainly they will somehow get better. You would think. They might have to get worse before they get better, but I'm, I'm interested to see how they do that, because I almost don't recall them ever having to do a rebuild. Mm-hmm. They've always just kind of been there. Well, I don't think they really can rebuild with Parise and stuff. Well, that's the thing. Like, like, what well, are they going to do? That's why I think it's going to get worse before it I don't have better. any assets to sell. Uh, I'm sorry, Bill. But that's Bill. the thing that's I'm sad so about it. It's like they don't have enough to sell to make it get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. And they're not bad enough now to get like a Lafreniere or a whoever mm-hmm. the heck else. You'll, you'll appreciate this. I thought about this in the car the other day. Uh-huh. And anyone else who's like a maybe a HGTV fan. I was done watching uh, Property Brothers. Is that what they are? Yeah, they're okay. They're not the best show. Um, Was it the buying or selling one or the just the regular? No, just the regular. Your vanilla Property Brothers. Always a real asshole in that couple. Mm-hmm. You know they're very they're very they're very progressive. So it's never just the man or the woman, or sometimes you know it's two women or two men. But the, one of them's always an asshole. Yeah. That's the actually this that's was, the guarantee. This was a dad and his daughter. Oh, but they looked close enough in age that I was we were looking at them for a while, and I was like, no one said anything, and I missed the first part, <laughs> and I kept waiting for like. Oh, when he's going in his room, I'm like, his room, that's also your room? They're lovers in the... <laughs> no, they, we figured it out. So who was Father, the daughter. asshole? The daughter? No, the dad was, I guess. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. anyways. I need this... You know how I ordered this backsplash? It's all wrong. I need yeah. it totally different. It's two days before you move into the house. Yeah, but it's green. Change it. And I specifically want bright magenta. But that'll clash with everything else. I... Don't I am care. the homeowner. <laughs> you will listen to me. When they run into problems on these shows, mm-hmm. whatever. Ooh, all... The classic commercial yeah. drama scene. Yes, mm-hmm. go on. It's always like, we've run into this problem. This There is a lower portion of your ceiling, and of course it's there for a reason. There's ventilation there. Mm-hmm. And then the person, they'll go, if you want us to change it, it's going to cost this much money, we're going to scrap a bunch of stuff. And the guy says, okay, and they do it. Unpredictably, this wall in the very center of your <laughs> very large house is low yeah, they go, what? So we can't just rip it out. But somehow they always manage to do this, and it uh-huh. works out just fine. Imagine if that were to happen. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, we have to take out this wall for something to work in your house. And they go, okay, do it. They go, except we have to wait for the wall to fall down on its own. And you go, what? That doesn't make any sense. That's the wild. <laughs> they can't. They can't just tear it down. They just have to wait for it to go away. Some of these contracts, they just have to wait out. They just have... Because no one's going to take them. Yeah. And what what value they had to trade is already gone. Like, you can trade Jason Zucker. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? That's your one good player. <laughs> your one good young player. Um, you already traded away Niederreiter. You already traded away um, Granlund. So I don't know what they have to trade. I feel bad for Bill, Bill Guerin. I guarantee you... That he will be the scapegoat when this doesn't work out. 
I hope it does work out for them because it was kind of the Paul Fenton thing would was you, fun, but it's over. So I'm like, okay, now you, fix the team. Would you guarantee me? That's what I. That's what I said. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just slept through it. God, <laughs> cut the whole podcast and start again. Uh, Let's just rewind. Just say the line again. I will guarantee <laughs> that he'll be the Paul person. Oh, the the studio audience loves it. <laughs> Drop the curtain on this show or on this episode. You know, like drop the curtain on sitcoms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good luck, Bill. There's, there's a lot of work to be done. I agree, and it's going to be painful work. Speaking of painful work, let's talk about the Atlantic Division preview. I don't have a music cue. Can you think of anything on the spot that's Atlantic-ish? Um, somewhere beyond the sea. The, so. That's not. But it's the sea. It's closer to us than the sea. I just assumed that the Atlantic when he's when they're singing that song, that was the Atlantic. But I bet you in that song uh-huh. that I haven't listened to closely, he says something about like Hawaii and the Pacific, <laughs> like very specifically, somewhere beyond the sea, the Pacific Sea in particular. <laughs> <laughs> There, there's an island waiting for me. Hawaii, Hawaii. Pacific yeah. Island in particular. <laughs> yeah. American Samoas, you know. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and get started with the Boston Bruins roar. Ooh, that team won the cup, did they not? They did. They beat the, wait a second, this oh. is an instant briefing. rick rick <laughs> This is a briefing from the audience. The audience has delivered a briefing on stage, and it says the Boston Bruins lost the Stanley Cup, but to who? I, I, I can't recall. It's, uh, it says the St. Louis Blues. That can't be correct. We'll get the data back for you, folks. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah, figure it out. It doesn't make... I don't think that's right. The Boston Bruins were second, I believe, in the whole NHL and second in this division with 107 points last year. Mm-hmm. They had... 259 goals for to 215 goals against, making them a plus 44. They finished, you wrote both of the things I already said, they defeated the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round in seven games, they defeated the Columbus Blue Jackets in the second rounds in six games, they swept the Carolina Hurricanes in embarrassing fashion in four games in the conference final, and then they did indeed, they did indeedy do, Lose to the St. Louis Blues. The St. Louis Blues mm-hmm. in the Stanley Cup final. That felt really good to write because we wrote these last year, maybe even the first summer that we did this. And there's there's always one team. There's always one team that wins, and there's always one team that loses in the final to said team. And it's never been us in either of those cases. And it was fun to get the one team that made it all the way to the finals and write down who they lost to. And I was like, oh yeah. Us. I love it. It was so nice. It was a nice little, it's so nice little tasty treat <laughs> Just when you write these notes. Mm. Why don't you walk us through the top five point scores for the uh, yes. Bostonian Bruins? And number five, you've got Tori Krug with 53 points, David Krejci with 73, Patrice Bergeron with 79, David Pasternak with 81, and Brad Marchand, the rat face himself, with 100 points. It's Somewhat flabbergasting that that guy is that good. Yes, he is quite good, and it's disgusting. 
If I had to guess, I wouldn't have thought Tory Krug was the top point getter defenseman. I would have just guessed Charlie McAvoy. I don't know where he fell, but I was surprised that Krug had 47 assists last year. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, I mean, Krug gets a lot of assists every year, though. He's But I didn't know that. He's good. He assisted them in getting to seven games by decapitating Robert mm. Thomas. You know, he's assists. Robert Thomas will never be the all same. All sorts of assists for that guy, so... Yeah, they were an impressive team last year. And I think, I mean, they haven't made any major moves. Nolachari went to Florida. Marcus Johansson left for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Big who cares. Um, they picked up Par Lindholm, Brett Ritchie, and Brendan Gounce. Gounce as free agents. <laughs> With a name like that, you'll be producing. And they brought back Danton Heining and Connor Quifton. I mean, obviously, they're big question marks right now are their remaining RFAs, which I think are uh, Charlie McAvoy mm-hmm. and Brandon Carlo? Maybe. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know McAvoy for sure. Um, and, I mean, they need those guys. <laughs> for Zbaka Carlson, I remember talking about that guy many Early. moons ago. Early, yes. I got to write his name again. Um. Yeah, Brandon Carlo, also a free agent, a restricted free agent. So they need those guys. Obviously, they're a big part of their defensive core. But I think the bigger question with the Boston Bruins is simply, how old is too old enough? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like, you know, they've got this core of Bergeron, who's thirty three, Krejci is thirty two, Marchand is thirty, which obviously isn't really old, but it's getting, it's getting there. there. Rask is thirty one, Char is forty two. I mean, obviously he's not oh, an impact player anymore, but he's a spiritual leader. Yeah, as we found out, the man leads the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, Pasternak's twenty two, DeBrusque is twenty two, Heinen's twenty three, McAvoy's twenty one, Carlo Donato. And the aforementioned Fors Bucca Carlson are 22. So they've got a lot of young guys, but are any of those guys going to be able to step up and fill the shoes of the top, top players that they have now in the coming five years or so? Or is it going to be, are they going to have to become more of a blues situation where they kill you with depth? And they, I mean, they did both last mm-hmm. year. That's why they were so lethal. But going forward, is, is you know, Danton Heinen going to be more of a. Brad Marchand, I don't think so, or more like a Jaden Schwartz, you know, or is he going to be more of a Dimitri Askin? It's a little, it's a little off in the air. So they're Marion Hosa. <laughs> there are Marion Hosa. <laughs> um, so that's like the long term question with the Bruins, but the short term, they're just a good team again. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, we'll they'll probably finish top three in this division. Beat Toronto in the first and round. Beat Toronto in the first round. They've got a decent prospect named Urho Vakanainen, who is uh, an NHL-ready blue liner in uh, Providence who could step up this year, especially if maybe if those guys... <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> you laughing I at thought... Urho Vakanainen? Yeah, I am, because here's the thing. Here's the thing about these names, right? Uh-huh. So there's like Michael and Jacob and Frank and George and all these old names over here in the U.S., and then you have new ones like... Jaden and Raiden and Caden and Braden and you know all those just weird names they got now these days mm-hmm. for, for guys. Sorry if you've got that name, you're great and special. <laughs> um, but I feel like I've never heard. I'm I don't know what a traditional first Finnish name is, but I haven't heard all these Ahos and Yurhos now. And I feel like this is their Jaden, Raiden, Caden, you know, bunch. 
I feel like old Finnish people are like, Urho? What happened when we used to call our guys Ollie? I liked Ollie back in the day. Now everyone's an Aho. Sebastian yeah. Aho. I guess that's his last name. I take everything back. His no, no, first no, name's no, no, Urho. Because you know the Finns do the Chinese thing where the last name's the first, <laughs> first, <laughs> first name's Look, the last people name. in Mexico at my job so call crazy. me Peter. Do they? They do. <laughs> awesome. And I don't correct them. <laughs> I just roll with it. Ah, that's hilarious. Um... Yeah, so he's he's there. He could be important this year, but look, it's the mostly the same team as last year, so let's not spend a lot more time there. Uh, why don't we go ahead and move on to the Buffalo Savers, who are a very something team. Mm-hmm. They were 20th on the Misery Index. Feels kind of high in <laughs> but I guess somebody had to be 20th. They have. No one else was 20th on that day. There's some polish to this turn. Yeah. There's some, <laughs> I, I mean, like, they had there's 76 some good points last year. Think about how 20 of those came in one streak. Okay. In the well, rest of their season. Let's not think about it too hard. They had 56 points. Um,. Minus 45 goal differential, finished 6th in the Atlantic and 13th in the Eastern Conference. Their top scorers were Jack Eichel with 82 points, Sam Reinhart and Jeff Skinner with 65 and 63, respectively. Jeff Skinner really chasing that Cy Young Award. I mean, big time. He is Big mad about how few assists he got. That's how the kids talk these big days. Man, big man, hundred yeah. feet. He is so extra. <laughs> he needed a few extra assists. Oh, what he needed. Uh, <laughs> I'm very impressed here in the studio. Uh, the twin Rasmuses got a combined seventy-three points. One more of them going to Darlene. Um yeah, I mean, a lot of movement, a lot of minor movement. Kyle Crescula went to Philadelphia. Why did you write these? <laughs> I want you to read them. <laughs> Matt Tennyson went to New York, or New Jersey, rather. No question on if Alfred Lord Tennyson went with him. Danny O'Regan <laughs> went to the New York Rangers. Scott Wedgwood went to Tampa Bay. They signed Marcus Johansson, Curtis Lazar, Andrew the Hamburg, Hammond, and John Gilmore, not Doug Gilmore. Wow. Uh, but I, I like Johansson and Lazar. It's like forward depth. Yeah. And they uh, RFA retained Remy Ellie Zimgus Gergensons, who was, you know, <laughs> and I know our boy Anthony was a little, a little on the fence about that. Uh, Johan Larson, Jake McCabe, and, and our dear friend Anthony's son, Evan Rodriguez, mm-hmm. who also owned the St. Louis Blues that one time, and I'll never live it down, uh, or I'll never forget it. They also made a couple major trades uh, dating back to last year. They got, who did they get at the deadline? The the defenseman from Anaheim. Oh, yes. You got it. Thank Good you. <laughs> um, got, Colin Miller. No, right? that's, that's, that's the other Vegas. one I got. Oh. The one from Anaheim. Anaheim. Montour? Brandon Montour. Montour. They both had M's. Damn it. That's right. And then they got Colin Miller, Colin Miller for a second-round pick. And a fifth round pick, and then uh, they got Jimmy VC. Finally, <laughs> finally, we got him <laughs> um, after all this time. 
Uh, they got him for a third-round pick, and they <laughs> acquired Henry Yogi Haru in exchange for Alex Nylander in the rare prospect for prospect. But trade. a good trade. For I Buffalo. like that trade. Yeah, I like that trade a lot for them. And I think that's the thing with the Buffalo Sabers is first of all they exist. Hooray! We didn't forget they're still here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about them. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. All Buffalo fans were waiting to see with the two guys one cup podcast. Remember the Buffalo Sabers this year? They're one for two, and now we're two for three. That's yes. batting 666. That's Hall of Fame, baby. Yeah, we're doing fine. You can't be angry anymore. Uh, <laughs> Rookie mistake. Yeah, exactly. The real question is, when is it going to turn around? When is this ship going to turn around in the bay, in the bay on that lake that they are on? And <laughs> Ontario, Erie, something... They're on a lake. That's one of those two, for sure. <laughs> Unless it's not. Uh, oh, no, it is. Um, but uh, how will Ralph Kruger integrate to the NHL? How weird will he be? Are you excited for the Ralph Kruger experiment? I am. Are you excited mostly to say Kruger a lot? Yep, Freddy Kruger. We're going to play lots of... Uh, this. Does Nightmare on Elm Street have a theme song? I'm sure it does. Oh, we'll find you know. it. Oh, and you'll hear it all the time. The holidays. <laughs> the holidays. <laughs> Come fly with me. Come fly. Let's fly away. Yep. Uh, I remember that one. Somewhere <laughs> beyond the sea, the Pacific Ocean, specifically. I can't emphasize enough <laughs> about how much it's about the South Pacific. <laughs> We even put it in the play, the musical South Pacific, just to be clear on how Pacific this was. Uh, I think Jason Botterill's generally done a good job up there, and they've got a really promising young core of talent, but that talent has to step up eventually, and that includes Jack Eichel. Are you going to be fine? Are you going to be good? Or are you going to be great? Because Buffalo was promised great, and they was very good last year. Yeah. But is he going to consistently be good? The real other big question is how soon are they going to regret that Jeff Skinner contract? I did not say, will he live up to that contract? Because that is not on the table. (laughs) The question is, how soon will they regret the Jeff Skinner Uh, contract? Next year they'll be like, oh man, not not as good a season, but that's okay. It'll be year two of the contract. They go, oh shit. (laughs) I hope he has four... 30 goal seasons in his career. He's and also, they're very, like, bad, good, bad, good, yeah. bad, good. He's bad. also had about four concussions in his career because he's all of five foot nothing. I wish him nothing but the best. A hundred percent. But I'm just worried about that time commitment and that dollar value. Mm. Um, I think... Uh, there's still the Rasmus Ristolainen question hanging over their head. Are they going to trade him? I don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows. No one Everybody, seems to care. I thought that anymore. it was like guaranteed that they were trading mm-hmm. him, and then it was very much not. Now I don't know. Maybe uh, Kruger really loves him. I don't know. Goaltending was a disaster last year, uh, especially in the wake of Robin Lanier li- leaving. That magnified everything that much worse. Uh, Carter Hutton went eighteen and twenty-five and five with a nine oh eight goal save percentage and a three point oh goals against. And Linus Ulmark went 15, 14, and 5 with a 9.05 and a 3.11. Will Hutton rebound? Will Ulmark step up and take over as kind of a Jake Allen figure? Hopefully, you know, with a better trajectory, but, you know. 
That's Stanley Cup winner Jake Allen to you. My sincere apologies. Um, to the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, uh, I don't know how far away Uko Pekalukanen is, but I do know I wanted to say Uko Pekalukanen, and I will take any opportunity I can to say Uko Pekalukanen because his name is Uko Pekalukanen. So UPL. Uko Pekalukanen might be close. I don't know. I'm just hoping that he is an NHL mainstay for years to come. Most importantly, the biggest question surrounding the Buffalo Sabres is, does Anthony know that we love him? And do other Buffalo <laughs> Sabres fans know that they are not forgotten? There are support groups. They are deeply cherished, and there are mental health professionals they can call. Their 50th anniversary Yo, jerseys are really nice. Oh, those are so friggin' hot. I kind of mm. want one, and I don't even... I guess Jack Eichel, yeah. Who do you even guess? Tage Thompson! Oh, no, don't do that to yourself. I'd like to point out that you said their goaltending not very good last year. Uh, Carter Hutton had a... What is, what's GSAA stand for again? Goals saved... Above average. Above mm-hmm. average. Carter Hutton had a goal, sa- goal saved above average of minus mm-hmm. 3.11, and... Linus Olmark had one that was minus 5.71. And that was, those were two goalies that had a bad season last year. Just to keep that in mind. That's For true. some teams, it gets worse. <laughs> it, these are our goaltenders, and it gets worse. Yeah, um, yeah so... I mean... The crappy part, the reason this episode is named The Haves and The Have-Nots, is that... Where does where does Buffalo go? Like, what's a good season for Buffalo look like? Because you can't define it by playoffs because the chances are so slim. Mm, there's there's a team or two in this division that has improved, and there's already the top three teams that just are not relinquishing. And they those already spots. only had the three, right? Yeah, they already because Montreal was fourth, and they didn't make yeah, it. Montreal and Florida obviously could possibly push for a wild card spot, but obviously. Uh, Columbus has presumably dropped all the way out of the mm. playoff picture. One would assume New York, the Islanders, will manage to fall all the way out of the picture. But the Rangers might jump right up, mm-hmm. you know. And like you said, the Panthers and um, all that could... Uh, I mean, the Panthers could... <laughs> the frame froze. But the all Panthers that. could uh, jump up because of their new additions, as we'll talk about. But... Yeah, I just I, I want the Sabers to succeed, mm-hmm. but I just don't know that a playoff spot is a reasonable expectation, even if they have a much improved season. Yeah, they're better than Ottawa. They're better than Detroit, but that's it's not saying that much. Mm-hmm. And then you're just sandwiched by those top three that are never going to move. Yeah, not in the next couple of years. So you have to. I don't know how you make the playoffs. You have to just keep improving. You know, you got to worry about yourself. Keep improving and hope, like you said that. You can surpass the other couple and teams in your they division. Realign the division. <laughs> yeah, just hope <laughs> that you get moved into the Pacific Division <laughs> soon enough. Somewhere <laughs> beyond the sea. If we don't put that Pacific Sea into the Pacific Division. Oh yeah, I was thinking about using it as an outro today, but we just got to yeah. save it. People will forget by next week, mm-hmm. and then it'll be good. Um, yeah, so Sabers—they're all wrapped up. 
Let's talk about, and then very quickly thereafter, stop talking about the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> they were 27th in the Misery Index, and for good reason. They had seventy points, 74 points last year and were minus 50 in goals differential. They finished 7th in the Atlantic and 14th in the Eastern Conference, trailing the uh, Sabres in both those categories. They lost Luke Witkowski to um, Tampa Bay and they lost Martin Firk to Los Angeles. Neither of those last names needed a K, but they both have one, so <laughs> that's good, I did guess. You, did you want Martin's last name to be Fur? <laughs> good point, I guess. <laughs> what that one needs is a vowel. Can and you imagine? How do you spell your last name? F-R, and, the, uh, and you're on the phone still. <laughs> okay, and next? No, that's it. That's all. You got it. Uh, they signed Valtteri Filpula. That ought to fix things. Patrick Nemeth and Calvin Pickard. Just a real trio of perfection. Uh, Joe Hicketts. You get Hicketts if you don't get enough vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't. They got, <laughs> they got their oranges. <laughs> no, they didn't eat their oranges because they signed Hicketts. Uh, and they traded for Adam Earn. Ernie, Ern. I, I hope it's Ernie. Ernie, Arn. Uh, I don't know. There's no point. I mean, everything we just said at the end of the Sabers things goes 52 times for the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. There's no point. You're waiting for Iserman to do something magical. You're waiting on Philip Sedina and Michael Rasmussen and Joe Valeno and uh, Moritz Sater to step up and be stars. And until they are, this team is. A, Relevant. They are <laughs> the Red Wings are as irrelevant as any team in the league because they're not bad enough to be so truly embarrassing that they're like the Senators or whoever. Mm. But they're not. They're the team that I forgot. They're the Minnesota Wild of the Eastern Conference. Mm. They're the team I forgot when I was trying to name all the Atlanta Division teams. I remembered Buffalo, and I was like, "There's one more American team. Who the hell is it?" It was Detroit. What a how crazy! Remember when they were in our division? For the longest time, but even at the end, before they got moved over, they were still at least decent. They're still kind of making the playoffs. They were hard to play against. I've I almost feel bad that Detroit is bad now, because it was kind of fun to play them when they were good. But now, because they're in the Eastern Conference and we only play them twice a year, I kind of don't care that they're bad. I almost I almost root for them to get better. But like you said, they're just so old. They're like Buffalo, or they're like Boston, except Boston has old players that are still good. Mm-hmm. And these guys have old players that are still very bad. Yeah. That's where, like, players go to retire. Don't they have, like, Daly, who signed from, like, the Penguins after their two cup wins? Mm-hmm. And it's like, he looked at the team. He's not an idiot. And he's like, yeah, whatever. You're going to give me the most money. I won two cups. I'll play I'll play up here. Detroit's nice in that, you know, whatever. Yeah. Same with, like, I want to say, like, Mike Green. Did Mike Green think he was going to win there? Half the people that signed there, which isn't very many anymore, do they think they're going to win there? No. It's just... Like, it's so, like just you a, said, it's, yeah. It's kind of like... Clear a, space for the young guys. kind of like a retirement home. Like, you're going to die, but maybe you can do it with some dignity. Like, wouldn't you rather spend your final days <laughs> under the historic and respected crest of the New York... of the Detroit Red Wings... In what some say is the nicest new stadium in the NHL, hot and ready. Rather than, <laughs> rather than you know, be a senator or a Canuck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is. When so they'll fire. It's palliative care for the oh, NHL's 
senior citizens. <laughs> Are they going to fire Jeff Blaschel right when they turn oh, the ship absolutely, around? absolutely, yeah. The minute that they start the winning, second. they get that dude out of there. Yep. We need room for a good coach. Hundo hundo percent, yes. That's why they're not firing him now, because like, we know we're bad. Who's going to actually correct this? Nobody. So you can stick around. That's right. That's exactly right. Do you think we've talked enough about the Detroit Red Wings? Because I sure do. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about the Florida Panthers. This is all that we want to talk about. We're big on the Mm -hmm. Florida Panthers. Talk to us about the Florida Panthers a little bit, Ian. Last season, they had... 30, they had they had 36 wins. They went 36, 32, and 14 with 86 points on the season. They've scored 267 goals. They had 280 scored against them for a minus 13 in goal differential. They finished 5th in the Atlantic and 10th in the Western Conference. Their top scorers were Alexander Barkov with 96 points, Jonathan Huberdeau with 92 points, Mike Hoffman with 70 points, Evgeny Dadanov with 70 points, and Keith Yandel with 62 points. Out from their <laughs> roster this year, Robert Lu- Roberto Luongo to retirement, and John Sebastian Day, who I've never heard of before, to Buffalo. Aren't you? Wasn't he like a like a commentator, like a like a philosopher or something? Yeah, that sounds like a philosopher's name. Pretty close. You're probably right. I thought you were talking about Roberto Luongo. <laughs> Wasn't yeah, Roberto too. Luongo a philosopher? Have you ever seen that quip of when Roberto Luongo got like interviewed by? Like a, a weatherman on the street as just like not as just oh just a guy like what yeah. do you think of the weather sir yeah I have not it's Roberto Longo like very much like in the height of his career <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> I don't know if it was like early I must have been like late in his first Florida run would oh, be my okay. guess. What the hell is a Florida weatherman talking to you about? <laughs> Man, it seems awfully sunny, and sometimes it rains for about an hour every afternoon. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Seems sort of temperate here, doesn't it? Well, back to the studio. Back to you, Sunny this, Storm. This handsome athletic man said yes. <laughs> What's your name, fella? Uh, Robert. Robert. Bob. <laughs> Bobby Lou, they call me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now that Bobby Lou's gone, though, the Florida Panthers signed UFA ser- goaltender Sergey Bobrovsky. They also signed Anton Strahlman, Brett Conley, and Nolachari. RFAs, they re-signed Mackenzie Wieger, who I believe will be getting his number 52 back, and Nolachari will not be stealing it from him, mm-hmm. unlike what has been reported to me. That was so funny. By the Spit and Chicklets podcast. Thing ever. Uh, be sure to bingo mark your square. bingo card. Yeah, indeed. I put yeah, Mackenzie Weger, a bunch of they've signed they were like the, the Oh, they um, were the friggin' Minnesota Wild of last year. They signed so many just random AHLers. Players, yes. It was like ten of them. It was ridiculous. Trades. The Floor Panthers had a couple trades. They acquired forward Dominic Ten Tenato? Tenato Tenito from the Colorado Avalanche. Tatanka from the WWF. <laughs> him for for Jacob McDonald. Uh, the Florida Panthers also acquired goaltender Scott Darling in a six-round pick in 2020 for or in exchange for James Reimer to hey! Carolina. So they got rid of one of their Optimus problem Ron goalies in exchange for another problem goalie. Hey-o. But they gained a 2020 six-round pick, so they're the real winners. That could become Sammy Boy. Mm-hmm. That could become Sammy Blay. So, you know. so the Florida Panthers, I would say, are the most improved team in the Atlantic Division. 
one of the most improved teams in the whole NHL this year, this offseason. Uh, the problem that Florida had last season wasn't their offense. They were second overall in the power play with 26.8%. Four players hit or surpassed 70 points like we talked about. They were ninth in goals four with 267. Their problem was they couldn't keep the puck out of their own net. Their penalty kill was 10th with 81.3%, so not terrible. But they had the third most goals allowed, 5v5, 189 goals. Goaltending was also extremely weak. Mm-hmm. So... We talked about Buffalo's goaltending being not great. And that like a negative 7 and a negative 5 GSA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Roberto Luongo's GSAA last season was a negative 13.39. <laughs> His backup, James Reimer, was a negative 9.27. Awful. Just awful. And I like Roberto Luongo, but the dude was also 39 years old. Mm-hmm. And that's old for a goalie. He's had a great... Had a great career, an amazing career. New Hall of Famer. One, one of the best careers Hall ever without a cup. Hall of goaltender. Yeah. Sucks. I mean, he's bad at goaltending, but he's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He's really bad at telling the weather to random passers-by on the street. Mm-hmm. Great Still at sunny. the butterfly and the reverse VH. Mm-hmm. They didn't... Bad at not having greasy hair. Bad at... Great at Twitter. So, yeah, you know, follow him on Twitter. I'm sure he'll still be around. Yeah, I forget his handle. Strombo? Strombone, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't need our help. No, <laughs> he, I think, he, I think they got it. <laughs> yeah, their save percentages were both of basically 0.9. Goals against average for Luongo was 3.12, Reimers was 3.09. Goaltending wasn't great. Their decor is still a little young, but also isn't really growing up in terms of like getting better at defense right now. Ekblad. Is fine. Who's their other guy? Matheson. He's okay. They've got mm-hmm. Anton Strollman. I don't know if that's enough of an improvement on the back end to really matter. I guess they're just kind of hoping that the addition of Joel Quinville behind the bench is going and Sergey Bobrovsky between the pipes will be enough of a defensive boost mm-hmm. that they don't really need their decor to necessarily improve. And again, like we said, their problem was not scoring. They have somehow this amazing like top six down there that's I didn't even know if Genny Dadanov was like that good I thought he was like a He's, yeah. 40 He's point player it was like too. 70 points they had four guys that team didn't make the playoffs and they had four players that scored at a Ryan O'Reilly pace or better now I know the Blues aren't weren't like a offensive juggernaut but our <laughs> highest scoring player they did four times over with players. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. If they can keep that up and get decent goaltending, I really do think that they'll be in the playoffs. I think they'll easily be able to push away a Columbus Blue Jackets, a New York Islanders, uh, Carolina Hurricanes, one of those teams that's in the uh, Metro for a wild card spot. And then maybe they should hope, they should hope that they will end up in the Metro and play a couple of those teams. Because you know what? They could be the Carolina Hurricanes. I bet you they I bet they could be in the Eastern Conference Final. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the hat yeah, situation. Yeah, your hat situation's great. There's two of them on your head. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. They've got Coach Q. Mm-hmm. They've got all the dreams. I do wonder what kind of Sergei Bobrovsky they get. Because Sergei Bobrovsky is oh, an up-and-down up goalie. And, and now he's rich. He's fat and happy. Oh, yeah. So he's going to be fat and bad. Mm-hmm. Was it eight years, ten million? Or I guess seven years, ten million? Yeah. Whatever it is, it's yeah. ten million. It's a lot of money. Good luck. 
I, I, uh, I like how we did this whole thing yeah. about, hey, Florida might be good this year, and we're ending on good luck. <laughs> You'll still need it, but uh, I, I'm genuinely interested in this team. Yeah. I hope they do well. Um, I like their jerseys. Them, Does that help? along with the New Jersey Devils, who we'll talk Joy-Z. about in a couple of weeks, are kind of my fun teams to watch this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For some reason, now Google Docs is signing me out every automatically. So tonight's not going great, but uh, let's see. Let's see. Yep, it did it a third time. So this is fun, right? I'll be the one that. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell us who's next and take us through that? And I'll see if I can recover or if God just hates me. <laughs> I, the fun fact, I didn't know if we were still recording or not. Oh, we are. Okay, great. Bring now it, now it I'm unauthorized. <laughs> 401, 40 bite me, you know? So, go ahead. Ah, uh, yes. The, the, I was going to make a transition to bite me to the Montreal Canadiens, but I cannot. Um, they were on our misery index at number 10. They were, they were moving up. In fact, you would say they were... Not on the misery index. No, and that they, were they unmiserable. Yeah, exactly. Last season they were forty four, thirty, and eight, ninety six points. They missed the playoffs by just three points. Uh, they had two hundred forty nine goals for, two hundred thirty six goals against. That's a plus thirteen. They finished fourth in the Atlantic and ninth in the Eastern Conference. Their top scorers were Max Domi with seventy two points, Thomas Tatar with fifty eight, Jonathan Druin with fifty three, Philip Deneau. With 53, and Brendan Gallagher, my boy, with 52. Look, he can play. Oh, man, he had 33 goals last year. He led them in goals. Uh, we need to get Brendan Gallagher on this Blues team. Out from the Montreal Canadiens, Jordy Ben goes to Vancouver. They sign UFA's not Jordy Ben because he's gone now. Uh, ben Sherratt, is that how you say his name? Ben mm-hmm. Sherratt. Nick Cousins, they sign their RFA's Joel Armia, Charles Houdon. Is that the Houdon? That's the Charles Houdon. Houdon. Artari Lekkanen and Michael McCarron. Trades, Montreal Canadiens acquired a second and seventh round draft pick in 2020 and a third round pick in 2021 from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for forward Andrew Shaw and a seventh round draft pick in 2021. Goodbye, Andrew Shaw. Hello, Andrew Shaw in our division. Great, fun stuff. Montreal Canadiens acquire a fourth round draft pick in 2020 from the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for... Nikolai, Nicholas, Nikolai, Delorier, Delorier, God, there are so many letters in that guy's last name and you pronounce like three of them. (laughs) That's absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) What's the point? So, thoughts on Montreal. Do you have thoughts? I got got my notes back. Nice. Here's a sentence you'll never hear me say again. Thank God for Safari. Uh, Montreal (laughs) had a surprise season last year with 96 points. Was that real? Or is it a misdirect? Was it a pretend? Mm-hmm. Um, was it, you know, something imagined, like the future of Kings of Leon? You know, totally made up, didn't happen, <laughs> totally a hoax. Um, they added Jordy Ben and Ben Sherratt. Jordy Ben may have gone to Vancouver. I might be. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That yeah. felt wrong felt when wrong. I wrote it. Oh, I wrote, I wrote that. I both wrote that he was gone, and then I also wrote that he was one of their UFA signings. Hey. So don't worry about it. Uh, they added Vin Sherratt, who's not yeah. good, and also might not be as good as Jordy Ben. But he's also fine. <laughs> uh, how does 
Whatever the... What's Kakanyami's? Jesperi? Ugh, gross. Jesperi Kakanyami. What were you saying about Finnish, <laughs> Finnish names? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jesperi Kakanyami. How does he do in his sophomore season? Was Max Domi the real deal last season? I don't think so, but we'll find out together, shan't we? It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. No. Not this time. It's totally made up. Pure fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. We made it up. We made this one up. It's a made-up tale. It's a total fabrication. It never happened. It never happened. This one was invented by a writer. So, yeah, I mean, they they definitely need offensive help. They've got a lot of good to great prospects, um, but who's ready, who's not? Is Nick Suzuki going to be there this year? Uh, Will uh, Cole Caulfield surprise us and make it out of camp like Kotkaniemi did last year when no one expected him to be ready for the NHL? Uh, Ryan Poling debuted with a hat trick last year and dominated at the World Junior Championship. What's his real ceiling in the NHL? Um, If the Canadians get some support some especially some scoring support from youngsters and uh, score more in general, they'll be good. They had the second worst power play last year at thirteen point two percent. So that's got improved. And as always, Carey Price has got to be Carey Price. Last year he was thirty five twenty four and six with a nine eighteen save percentage and a two four nine goals against average and a fourteen point nine four GSAA, which. Contrary to the other gentlemen we've discussed, is very good. Yeah, that's insane. So, um, yeah, I mean, if Carey Price is Carey Price and Carey Price is healthy, they'll have a shot. Mm-hmm. And if they can find more scoring depth and a better power play, I think they'll be really good. But I also think Montreal is among the most likely teams to really collapse from last year. Because mm. I don't think Max Domi is a leading point scorer on an NHL team, and I don't know that they have enough to support him if he falls yeah, back. Yeah, I don't think they have enough depth behind them for yeah. sure. So, we'll find out. They'll be an interesting team to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in them this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Should we move on? Let us. I'm just... I'm sorry for Ottawa Senators fans. I'm sorry for uh, Ben 5 or 6, Brian 5 or 6. I'm sorry that they went 29-47-6 last year. They had as many points in their whole season (laughs) as Buffalo did without the 10-game win streak. Oh, Jesus. Uh, They had a minus 60 goal differential. They were last in the Atlantic, last in the Eastern Conference, and last in the American League. But uh, that was a reference to an old Washington Senators burn. I'm sure everybody's familiar with it. First in war, first in peace, last in the American League, you've all heard. Uh, So (laughs) let's go ahead and move Move on and talk about how the Senators had a leading scorer last year named Mark Stone, who is no longer on the team and, in fact, wasn't at the end of the year. But they also had a leading scorer named Matt Duchesne, who is no longer on the team and, in fact, wasn't at the end of the year. But they do have a young hotshot and hot Sam Thomas Shabbat Bacho. Uh, and I do think he's a star. Mm. They've got a lot of young players in Brady Kachuk and Eric Brandstrom and Logan Brown if he steps up and Hot Sam Bacho and um, some of those other guys. They've got 
Brian Givens left, so maybe he was the cancer, you know. <laughs> they paid too much to add Ron Hainsey and Tyler Ennis. Also, by the way, you said Brian Givens. <laughs> so which is it? I think he was leaving. I think he was leaving. Nick Paul and Christian Willanning came back as RFAs, and I think this morning they announced that that, uh, that fellow with the real boring name... Colin White, is that oh, it? I think they extended fine. him for two years. Uh, they acquired Nikita Zaitsev and Connor Brown and Michael Carcon from Toronto for defenseman Cody Cece, Ben Harper, and Aaron Luchuk, Uh and a third-round pick. I think that's a good trade for them. I think uh, Nikita Zaitsev can't be worse than he was in Toronto, so mm-hmm. he must be the same or better. And it's also only Cody CC that you gave up. And Connor Brown's a good supplemental score. So they got our team Anisimov for Zach Smith. I think they got the better player in that deal. Yep. They got Ryan Callahan as a cap dump. That's fine. I don't know. if they, Are they going to – is he going to play or is he just LTIR? I don't know. I think um, he might play. I think he was just injured last year. I don't think it was like a. I don't think it was like he's going to be out for forever anymore. Maybe he'll not want to play though because it's off. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, my back's acting up. As you pointed out here, you want to talk about your thoughts yeah. and questions? I mean, the Senators really have nowhere to go but up. Or they could just stay bad. They I could. Mean, they, they could just. Still well, be very I mean, bad. really, they could travel anywhere they want in the back of an Uber if they. Yeah. Really inclined. Uh, so. Are most of those people still there? No, most of them are gone. Okay, well, it's probably. <laughs> Who was good. in that cab? Duchesne? Dezingle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about uh, Dezingle. Uh, the, the fast one's still there, Formenton. Mm-hmm. Who's the St. Louis one? He's gone. Chris Wyman was there. Mm-hmm. Like one other guy, I think. So, yeah, they're mostly Probably gone. for the best. Probably. Yeah. Probably for the best. Um, that coach is still there, which, who knows. You would imagine with the young talent this team has in its pipeline and playing for it that they will be not dead last in the NHL, which is... Maybe, yeah. You know, a 27th, a 26th yeah. in the uh, They NHL. weren't dead last in the misery index. So. Yeah. They got bailed out by the draft lottery this year with Avalanche getting bumped down to fourth overall pick. Uh, like you mentioned, Hot Sam Bacho, Eric Brandstrom, Brady Gachuk, and other youngsters hot, taking the wheel coming hot up. Sam Bacho. They lost their top two scorers in Mark Stone and uh, Matt Duchesne. I don't know if they have the players to make up those points. You know how people are like, oh, someone else will score those points. I don't think so. Brady Kachuk will be better. Yeah, they'll be better. I just wonder. No, they they don't. I wonder about this team's outlook. Uh, does DJ Smith hold the key to the center's success behind the bench? No. Or will he be he's, their new fall he's man? He's Jeff Flashill. Yeah. He's going to be there until they're good. And then, and maybe not even that long, <laughs> and then they'll get fired. So you're going to be the Davis Payne? They, we just a whole get thousand fed, percent. Just get fed up and go, look, we're going to get a real And coach. in four years, yeah. they will also replace him with that Ken Hitchcock. Yeah, so I mean, that only makes sense. Roll his old bones out there and... We can say so out. many positives about the Ottawa Senators, as many as we possibly can try to say, and yet they still have Eugene Melnick as their owner. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. You can make it into the playoffs. That was the audience, again. folks. Yeah, the, audience the audience made a collective oh. fart noise. Whoopsies. <laughs> Whoops, whoopsie. Um, they can make the playoffs. They won't. But I mean, like, if they did, it would still be like this shadow over them. Like, oh, but what if Eugene just decides you know the, to trade everyone away? You know, the day they made the playoffs, Eugene would say something that, like, just clouded it all and just yeah. muck. 
you know, something something like, well, the playoffs are good, but really we need to see more concession sales yeah, or what? else. And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> We're removing Tim Hortons from the concourse and instead replacing it with Dunkin' Donuts. Boo! <laughs> Canadians would be real upset about that. Um, yeah, I mean, do we have more to say about the Senators? Uh, Godspeed. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, unfortunately, the alphabet ended us on two kind of low notes, because what do you say about these two teams? Uh, but we'll do our best. Tampa Bay, were second on the Misery Index. Obviously, we're the dynamite breakout team of the, uh, season last year until the Blue Jackets broke them. They had a 128 points. Nikita Kucherov had a 128 points. Steven Stamkos had 98 points. And Braden Point had 92 points. So their top three scores combined for well over over 300 points. Um, They lost Anton Strollman to being way overpaid in Florida. Elsewhere in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Lost Andre Andreoff, who I don't think exists, and Gabrielle Dumont, who sounds like a perfect Minnesota signing. Um, You did not repeat any of these names as UFA uh so good work. They brought in Curtis McElhaney to back up uh, Andre Vasilevsky, which I think was a really good move. And they brought in Luke Shen to be traded or cut at some point in the season, then sparking speculation that the Blues might bring in. Because you got to unite the family. There's no reason, but you have to. Basically, the Bolts brought in Luke Shin to host family dinner when the Blues come to town (laughs) in Tampa Bay. Uh, They re-signed Danik Martell, Dominic Massine, Cedric Paquette, Ben Thomas, and Carter Verhage. Well done. Thanks as uh, RFAs, and they have yet to re-sign Braden Point because the NHL is a pyramid scheme. (laughs) He made a couple of trades, none of them particularly impactful. They got rid of J.T. Miller, uh, whom the Vancouver Canucks arguably paid way too much for, uh, with the number 71 pick in this year's draft and and a conditional first-round pick in next year's draft. Uh, They also got Merrick Mazanik. Cool. And Tampa Bay also got Mike Condon a sixth-round pick in 2020 uh, from the Ottawa Senators in that deal for Ryan Callahan and a fifth-round pick going the other way. They finally acquired a fourth-round pick in the deal where they uh, traded with the Detroit Red Wings and gave them Adam Ernie. Imagine being so secure in your own dominance that two of your three off-season trades are in division. Yeah, have whatever. our players. Just have them. What yeah, you, give it your best what, shot. What are you going to do, Detroit? Adam Ernie's going to make up the 50-point gap between us? I don't think so. What do you say about this team? Thoughts and questions. How can this team get any better? They can't. They can. 128 points last year. You made these notes, 103 goal differential, first power play, 28.2%, first overall penalty kill, 85%. Nikita Kucherov scored 128 points, and they arguably had the best goaltender in the league. Did he win the Vesna this year? Uh, I think he might have. Probably. Yeah, I think so. Um, Yeah. Yeah, how do they get better? Yeah, Uh, They could not get swept in the first round (laughs) of the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know how you... They talked an awful lot about before that even happened how they were staying sharp because there was nothing to talk about 
for the Tampa Bay Lightning for the longest mm-hmm. time. So they would manufacture stories and be like, John Cooper, what are you guys doing when all your games don't mean squat now? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, we really practice hard. We try to, you know, really challenge ourselves. And I was like, oh, okay, don't do that then. Because <laughs> apparently <laughs> yeah. you fucked up. Yeah. I don't know what you do, but don't do that. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, we're ending with two teams in this division where there is no story in the regular season. I mean, for the Lightning, for the Maple Leafs, there will be eight billion stories because mm. they're Toronto and they'll make them up. But basically, I mean, other than the Marner thing and the point thing, basically, these teams need to get to the playoffs and they need to do something different than they did last year. And that sucks, but also that was kind of the blue story for like half a decade. Mm. So... What do you say about that? That's pretty much, that's really funny because that's, you're right, that's how it worked with the Blues for the longest time, and then after missing the playoffs the season before last, then it turned into, for me at least, I was like, just make the goddamn playoffs again. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you actually helped yourself out by missing the playoffs, my expectations are now lower, congratulations, and then they won the cup, so maybe take a page out of our book, Tampa. Whoever can win the cup this year, I don't care, I don't care. Wow, that's not true. Yeah, I don't want it to be the Blackhawks. But that's about it. What about the Battlehawks? Ooh, XFL, baby. XFL. XFL. The crowd's going crazy. We can't stop them. Ah, Battlehawks. Battlehawks. Have you seen too many cooks on the Comedy Central thing? Yeah. You have seen it? Mm-hmm. There's a scene in there, my old roommate sent me this, where it's just a hawk with like a spy cam mounted to its head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of the characters. Battle Hawks. Battle, Battle Hawks. It's Battle your favorite Hawks. 80s cartoon. That's Come right. to life. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. If you haven't seen it, Check it out on YouTube. It is Watch delightful. it, preferably late at night at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, if you can be... Yeah. Intoxicated. Intoxicated, high, or sleep-deprived. Even better. Mm. Snarf is the star of the show. Um, it's not Snarf, because that's the sandwich place, but it's something somewhere. Toronto Maple Leafs, last season 100 points, plus 35 goal differential, finished third in the Atlantic and fifth in the Eastern Conference, and lost to the Boston Bruins in seven games. Friends, wash and repeat. Their leading scorer must have been John Tavares. I mean, obviously, he's their mm-hmm. highest point. Oh, nope, he had 88 no. points. Sorry. Uh, Austin Matthews must have been their leading. No, nope. oh, 73 strike points. Strike again. Um, Morgan Riley? Could he have been number one? You know, but that would only logically, since William Nylander missed half the season, logically that would only leave Mitch Marner. But mm. we all know he's not worth even six million dollars, yeah, much, much less nine or ten. He should be happy to put a jersey on. He every should day. be thankful that they give him clothes to wear, <laughs> shelter, <laughs> and a hot meal. Yeah, Mitch Marner left the squad, led the squad with ninety four points because he's a very, 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 very good player. But most of those were assists, and those are blah. Yeah, assists don't count as points. Yeah, they're not. 68 assists is nothing. Anybody can get 68 assists. You know how everyone always quotes goals to you and never talks about points yeah. ever? Uh-huh. So crazy. <laughs> I hate it when they do that. Uh, I do like how even if that was the device we were going by, he was still third on the team in goals. But mm. Whatever. Um, Tavares had 88, and Matthews had 73, and Morgan Riley had a ridiculous 72. Uh, he is very underrated in terms of important players on that team. Uh, 
and you can quote me on that, Elliot Friedman. I do know you're listening. So uh, they lost Tyler Ennis, Ron Hainsey. <laughs> and... <laughs> Ian wrote in the notes. <laughs> uh, Ian wrote Tyler Ennis out to Ottawa. <laughs> Ron Hainsey out to Ottawa, and Mitch Marner out for being a little bitch. <laughs> uh, Jason Spets is next because he's in the door. <laughs> uh, Jason Spets is signed. That was so scary. Oh, the veteran presence. I'm still, my diaphragm hasn't recovered. Uh, they also kind of did the Minnesota Wild sure special. Did. They brought in Pontius Averg, Kenny Agostino, Tyler Goodette, Kali Casilla, Nick Shore, Garrett Wilson, and Kevin Gravel. Because in Toronto, even the AHL team matters more than your NHL mm. team, and you'd best not forget no it. No Marlies. Uh, can you tell we're not the biggest fan of Toronto and the Toronto media? Um, I didn't reorder these trades, so... They will start with not Toronto <laughs> Fair being enough. part of the trade. Um, they traded Car- they traded Patrick Marlowe to the Carolina Hurricanes uh, along with a conditional first-round pick and a seventh-round pick in the 2020 NHL draft uh, as a cap dump. They traded Zaitsev and Brown and Carcone for Harper and CeCe and Luchik. They traded Nazem Kadri, Kali Rosen, and a third-round pick for Tyson Berry, Alexander Kerfoot, and a sixth-round pick, uh, which was a big deal. They gave us Dakota Joshua and Andreas Borgman uh, for future considerations and Jordan Schmoltz in two separate deals. And they traded a fourth-round pick to, in 2020 to get David Clarkson's contract from the Vegas Golden Knights in a move I still don't understand and gave up Garrett Sparks in the process. So the Toronto Maple Leafs did a lot of shuffling duck deck chairs on the Titanic or duck chairs. Mm-hmm. Chairs shaped like ducks or on the ducks. deck. Or four ducks. Yeah. Any kind of duck. Any kind of way. <laughs> Turducken. Do they have that in Canada? Probably not. That seems pretty American. Mm. The point is, it's rinse, wash, and repeat of what we said before, plus the added drama of the exaggerated Marner situation when we all know he's going to hold out as long as it takes and sign for $10 million, just like we thought. Um, Kyle Dubas, I don't think, is particularly good at his job. No, oh, but, he, but he's young, so we must. At the very least, I think wait to judge him. Like I think people forget that like you learn things by growing older. Like I'm big against not me. <laughs> that's true. Not I me. me neither. But I'm big. I'm I'm very much against the old man NHL thinking of like, well, they've got to be sixty or they're not really a man. But at the same time, like. 28 or 30 or whatever he was, pretty young to start as a GM, and that whole we can and we will nonsense was a big, big, big mistake. Um, God. But when he signs him in December, I mean, obviously that's rewriting 
all of history, but look, we can and we will, and we have. And then we tried yeah. Nylander immediately. But. Yeah, there goes Casper Kapanen, there goes any of your cap flexibility, because you had to have, as you mentioned before, John Javaris. You just mm. had to have him. There was a report from a Toronto media guy today about how, well, you know, they need to maintain cap flexibility so they can take a run at Alex Petrangelo in the offseason because I think Alex Petrangelo is the player that makes this team. And I do love the attitude of Toronto of, like, if he's a player and he exists, and more importantly, if he's from Toronto, he must just want mm. to come here. Never mind that he literally just won a cup with the team he'd be leaving, and he's their captain, His and he married here, a girl yeah. from the city, and they have triplets and family in the city. He's just got to want to come back. It's just like... Winning the cup there will be different than winning it here. Oh, you're right. You're right. It didn't mean shit yeah, mean. comparatively to win it. Be the first in 52 years ever to yeah. lift it as a blue. Uh, I hate Toronto media. So, yeah, I mean, the story is wait until we meet the Bruins again and see if we don't get our ass kicked, which we will. And that's... That gives me joy because they can only do that this one or maybe one more time after that until heads start to roll. And that's when things really get interesting. Because here's the thing about Toronto. Part of the reason they can't win is because they can't sit and wait. Mm -hmm. They can never do what the Blues did. You know, and and we have our problems with how the Blues got there, but we don't have our problems with the end result. Mm -hmm. And they can never just say, okay, well... We're going to keep going with this core, and it's like, oh, that core is gone, then we're going to, like, adjust calmly and, and slowly <laughs> and intelligently. And, like, the Blues got incredibly lucky. I think well, we all acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Nobody expected them to win. Nobody necessarily thinks they're an elite-level contender this year. But Toronto's never going to do that because they're already always messing with shit too much, you know? So, like... I don't know. I hope they encounter the Tampa Bay Lightning this year and they lose to them instead. Yes. I think that would actually be, honestly, I bet that would be the little turning point, the crack in the armor of like, wait, so our narrative of, oh, it's just Boston, that's the team that keeps beating us. Like, oh, well, now Tampa beat you. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like, like, (laughs) oh, she's ugly. (laughs) Yeah, be like, oh, maybe, can you imagine, I bet someone in that crazy fan base would be like, you know what we need to do? We need to not win so much. So we can get a wild card oh, spot, and people we can have already said steamroll that. the Metro instead. Yeah, and then sure. meet Tampa or Boston in the Eastern Conference yeah, Final and get beat up. I'm always uh, very cognizant when we talk about Toronto because I know we do it a lot. But like, it's just a, a loathsome hive of <laughs> scum and villainy <laughs> because they're very self obsessed and they're not. They're the third best team in their conference, mm-hmm. which has been borne out over several years now. Yeah. They don't have Just any the defense. Truth. They're going to rely on Cody Cece for a lot of minutes. It's just like, good luck. Good luck. Jason but, Spetz will play more time than should be allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, th- I, if, do you think they get beat in the playoffs this year, which they will? It's some, like, let's say yeah, they're I mean, first they're round. Yeah, they win the cup. Yeah, they, they lose in the first round again. Do they fire Mike oh, Babcock? Yeah, yeah, they got it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's. I'm not sure he makes it there. Does another team then pick up Mike Babcock oh, and yeah, become instantly 100%. good? Hundred oh, yeah. percent. That's where maybe they reunion. Maybe that's why Jeff Blashell gets fired. It's a little oh, family. Can reunion. you imagine that? Mm. Or uh, where else could he go? Who would screw the most with? Oh, if Kruger really bombs, he could hop right over to Buffalo. Well, 
Mm. Choice. I'll um, make him the Ottawa Senators coach. Yeah, I don't think he'd do it, but that'd be great. No, I mean, no. Um, yeah, so that's the Atlantic Division. Let's talk about, real quick, where you think these guys will end up. The same. Yeah, the exact same. <laughs> I do tend to think the Panthers will climb and the Sabres will climb and the Canadians will fall a little bit. But yeah. Overall, I don't see a lot of movement in this division. The top three could shuffle, and you, any of them could fall in any order. Mm-hmm. But what was there, like a 21-point gap between even the Lightning and the <laughs> Bruins this year? So Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, I mean... I, uh, I would think it's, yeah, Tampa and Boston and Toronto, and then I think Florida... It likely starts with Tampa and ends with Red Wings, Ottawa. Mm. I think Florida does get in the playoffs this year. I think I might have said that last year, but I think they make the playoffs. They've got the offensive firepower, and yeah. now they've got a goalie, so... Yeah, I hope so. Middle, That'd yeah. be fun. That'd be fun. Get some... Whatever they had. What did they throw on the ice? Rats. Rats. I almost said Pla- squid. Plastic rats. But yeah. a few real rats, too. <laughs> Just watch out. Probably. Rats, we're out of time. Nah, nah, I'm not ending on that. Um, Roll credits. <laughs> oh, the studio audience. Studio audience that. has been great. Freeze frame. Uh, we should do that thing where we, like, do the credits and then have a little post-credit scene, but I don't know what we'd say, so we could just reenact one from Friends, but then we'd have do to... a post-credit scene? Yeah, you know, where, like, where the credits are rolling, you know? Oh, and, yeah. Um, is this when uh, when Sam Jackson comes out and recruits? Yeah, exactly. Joey recruits to be part Joey of, like, to be a member NBC of the Avengers family. Um, yeah, you, yeah, man, you got it. Okay. And then it ends with Sam Jackson saying, "How are you doing?" And that's oh, it's like da oh, the da, goes, da, da. <laughs> and then it's big fade out. It's great. Um, and then it's the real soft music, you know, that you can actually leave music and the lights go off. Oh, man, I want Joey to be part of the Avengers now. <laughs> yeah, I hope people have seen the new Spider-Man movie and know that this is word for word the post credits okay. How do you feel about Spider-Man leaving the MCU? Oh, he's coming back. You think so? I'm just think. Disney just... Why don't they just buy Sony? Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's the like... first thing. Disney, Disney just... should just buy Sony. Yeah. They're, like we they don't, can just rely on fan outrage. Like Disney doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. Everyone just gets to go fuck you, Sony, and it's then Sony's true. like, okay, so we'll cave. Okay, and okay, worst, have a little, not a lot. We'd rather you like, drink at home. I don't even like Disney as far as them becoming this huge. Like Joker. they were already a huge monopoly, and now it's massive. Mm-hmm. And I would almost root for Sony, except. I'm one of those sheeple, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, give me my Spider-Man back, you son yeah, of a bitch. I want Tom Holland. Give me my Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that, and I think that it just, like, how can, how can multi-billion dollar corporations mm-hmm. have pissing contests still? Like, I know, like, these people, the people that run these businesses are, what, among the, let's conservative we say hundred thousand most successful people yeah. on the planet that doesn't mean that they're highly developed people. no apparently not that's my point mm-hmm. it's like they're still having you know pissing contests just to determine who is the real spider-man and that's the funny thing is like in the past year they've both made dynamite spider-man movies mm-hmm. and they could have just kept doing that but no 
Sony really wants to make another live-action Spider-Man that will definitely bomb. I blame Sony for making that damn Venom movie and people for going out and seeing it. Yeah, probably. That's probably They're like, oh shit, we got a decent amount of money, let's put (laughs) Spider-Man... Let's take a flyer on this and let's put Spider-Man in the Venom movie. Well, what about an original story and character? No. And it's like that meme where they throw the person out the window yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the conference room. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, so bummer for, you know, Spider-Man, but he'll, like you said, I think he'll probably be back. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to share with the people? Um, No. Trying to think if I have anything else. Soccer talk, lads, it exists. Yeah. Go check it out. Ding, just for old times' sake. Sorry about that. It'll get better next yeah, week. I promise <laughs> you. This is a growing podcast. It hasn't yet, process. but it's, this this episode ep- ninety. This episode is a strong endorsement for you to go check out our other podcast because yeah. it can't be worse. So, um, yeah, we will be back there on Monday and back here next Thursday and. We might even find a guest to join us. I don't know. We'll probably be chased off by the dings. Who knows? But (laughs) until we meet again for the Pacific Division next week, bye-bye. Sleep well. You used to call me on my... You used to, you used to. Yeah. You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline bling That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline bling That can only mean one thing Ever since I left the city, you got a reputation for yourself now. Everybody knows and I feel left out. Girl, you got me down, you got me stressed out. Cause ever since I left the city, you started wearing less and going out more. Glasses of champagne out on the dance floor. Hanging with some girls I never seen before. You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love I know when that hotline bling That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline bling That can only mean one thing Ever since I left the city, you, 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 you and me, we just don't get along. You made me feel like I did you wrong. Going places where you don't belong. Ever since I left the city, you, you got exactly what you asked for. Running out of pages in your passport. Hanging with some girls I've never seen before. You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline bling That can only mean one thing I know when that hotline
Wonder if you're bending over backwards for someone else. Wonder if you're rolling up a bag was for someone else. Doing things I taught you getting nasty for someone else. You don't need no one else. You don't need nobody else. No. Why you never alone? Why you always touch and roll? Used to always stay at home, be a good girl, you was in the zone. Yeah, you should just be yourself. Right now you're someone else. You used to call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my love. Call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my love. And I know when that hotline blink, that can only mean one thing. I know when that hotline blink, that can only mean one thing. Ever since I left the city, 